0: Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast, I'm Connor Whiteley bringing you psychology news and easy to understand and engaging psychology facts. For more information and the backlist episode show notes and more information on psychology topics please go to conorwhiteley.net and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Connor Whiteley. So moving on to this psychology news section this week, I do have a very interesting article here, which was in the December edition of The Psychologist. This article I do quite like. So in the UK and Portugal, there's now training available and, pe- and there's now people training teachers into the... Dealing how to deal with mental health, which is quite, I want to say, revolutionary, simply because for years, or at least the last few years, there's been so much training on mental health, on providing teachers with, with mental health training for students. However, now we're starting to look at mental health training for teachers because in the UK, at least, and no doubt the rest of the world, or at least in part there's a mass chronic shortage of teachers. And this I know firsthand because in my year 11, so the year before you graduate from middle school or secondary school, is that we had, let me think, in the space of an academic year, we had 10 French teachers. And then there was tons of other like, examples. So This is something we definitely need to tackle. And the main reason why teachers leave is because of mental health, because the workload ridiculous, they're underpaid, they're always working, they have a very low work life balance, because even when they go home, they're still working till midnight, because they have so much work to do, and they don't get paid for this for these extra hours that they have to do. They have no choice to do. So it's it's not fair. It's not right. But that's not the point of this podcast. It's the psychology. That and I refuse to make this um, podcast political. <laughs> political in the slightest. So talking about teacher, well, teacher work. Things might edge this into political. So let's not talk about that. Even though I think we can all probably agree on it. So this is very good I think. Because providing teachers with mental health training. Will actually most probably. Increase a um, staff of attention, meaning that the teachers will stay on longer. And if you've got an amazing teacher, teacher, this training will most probably make them stay on. The teachers will love them. No, sorry, yeah, the students will love them. Meaning that they're more likely to learn, develop, and do well from these teachers. Yeah, and this I can definitely. Well, I let's call it testifying because one of those french teachers that we all loved and we all thought was brilliant but she had to leave because the school was teaching her really unfairly so it's definitely something very interesting to think about and i'm really glad that they're doing this mental health training because teachers do need because they just do and i'm about and i was about to edge into politics again Or, or possibly Possibly, so this I'm very glad about. And uh, just another quick statistic for you: most teachers quit in the first five years, which I think's dreadful, and it's just such a shame. So, if you're a teacher out here, at football, well, yes, actually, but if you're a teacher, I would definitely recommend you looking into this if you're struggling or you're quitting because you aren't alone, and you're a teacher, you deserve to help people and learner, so definitely check this out, I would recommend it. So let's move on to today's episode. So moving on to the personal update. Uh, so, so now we've done the Christmas bit, and I hope you all had a brilliant Christmas. Christmas. We're now going to look at the new year, which I'm really looking forward to. But 2020 should be an amazing year, and the twenty should be an amazing decade. Because from a personal perspective, so much is going to happen in the field of psychology, hopefully. Which is what you guys are interested in, but as a sort of personal bit, a lot should happen in the world of... Um, writing and publishing so i won't go on too much about that because i know you're all psychology listeners first and foremost yes this personal update will just be a quick overview about my plans for 2020 why i plan to get done and most of it is psychology related so hopefully i'm and you are more than happy for me to share this on the podcast so and hopefully some of you even if it's a small percentage of <laughs> you, I'll be more than happy. Hopefully some of you are sci-fi fantasy l- listeners. And you might think, oh, that book sounds interesting. I might uh, go and buy some of um, my, or well, like some of his sci-fi fantasy books. Please always feel free to do that. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so the first plans for 2020 is that uh, I will, with, how am I going to do this? Uh, Yeah, well, I'll do some, I'll do some psychology, and then I'll just alternate it with different bits. So, in terms of psychology, I want to do seven second editions. So, in 2019, well, when you hear this, it will still be 2019. So, this year, I've published about eight psychology books. And I've published a few others, but I sort of call those um, lost books, because they were sort of, I just they are good books on the website if you want to check them out because they are, full, they are filled with useful information yes, so I plan to do seven second editions for example, I plan to update my biological psychology cognitive psychology, social cultural abnormal psychology of human relationships I was very surprised that I could do an update on that because I wasn't going to but then I had a social psychology lecture and I thought, oh I could use this lecture as an update for Psychology of Human Relationships, which is one of my best-selling books. So I'm always happy to update that and keep the and keep the fans up to date. Well, the readers, <laughs> readers fans. I like to think you can use them um, interchangeably. <laughs> yes. So there'll be like seven, or second editions, and I will be doing my forensic psychology book. Which I plan to be writing in the next, which I plan to write in the next two weeks, and then at the end of February, I fully intend to release forensic psychology, the second edition of psychology from relationships, the second edition of social cultural psychology, and I'm, I'm debating doing a second edition of health psychology, but I don't know, I really don't know. It depends if I have time. So it was just something to think about. And that will be on pre-order mid-February. So I will probably, yes, I will definitely let you all know on the podcast when that's available. So I'm just looking at my notes here. Get on to sci-fi fantasy side. I will be releasing the last angel book in the Bronte trilogy, which I'm just sort of like throwing out there simply because simply because I got the first book traditionally published, and I signed away all the rights, which is far too common in the publishing community. Yeah, so that's that's not a topic I'm going to go into in this psychology podcast, but yeah, because it's so hard to market that trilogy, I'm just going to put that up on Amazon, do it exclusively with Amazon, and just hope for the best. Then I'll also do some more short stories, because I love well, I love it, short stories, so they can really help you to build your world. And then I will also be doing my Winter Trilogy, I'll also be publishing that in so the Angel Book, I should be doing in March. March, And then the Winter Trilogy I should be publishing, which is a 3 book trilogy, then there be a short story book, then there will be a collection of everything together. That should be available in November. I'm going to try and do that for because the books are written. I just need to format it, proofread it, get the covers, send it off to editors, and all that, and all that long stuff. Yes, But I do like it because it pretty much is a purely fantasy trilogy. And I do quite like it. But it's definitely a pleasure project, I realise. It's not something I could do long term. And then, oh, yes, and then I also plan to do prequels. For my Angelus, for my for my Vancity trilogy, my Gavel universe, which I just love so much, and then I plan to do a Winter prequel. Prequel, and in case you have no idea what I'm talking about, just go to Connorwhitely.net forward slash fiction for fiction. I'll include it in the show notes, which is also on the website. <laughs> yes, and then you'll be able to see what I mean. What I mean, and here's a quick tip. The Gal collection you can save money on because of how it's priced. Yes, and um, what else then? Yes, and I also plan to do my stress psychology book, which now thinking about, it, I might try and get done, for that for, yeah, for that full book release uh, actually, in February. So that's something to think about for myself. And then on a quick then on a quick note on the end of the publishing stuff, I plan. I plan to do seven more business books, and I also plan to do second editions of the Time Management, Business Skills, and Leadership book, which I'm very happy to say the Leadership book should be great to do a second edition of, because my mum has recently become a manager, well, she's got the job, but she's not started yet, So, so so she's actually becoming a manager, which I'm very happy with, or a very selfish point of the also, so I'm really proud of her because she really does deserve it is that because she'd be a leader i will be able to interview her for information on leadership and everything so I'm very happy with that uh, oh and then something that will definitely be something that all of you listeners will be interested in is that for Christmas I got a high quality video camera which I asked for so <laughs> Let's be childish, yes. Thank you, Santa. <laughs> yes, right. Um, yes, because I want to do online courses, which is what quite a lot of like writers do as a way to diversify their income. Because I fully believe in multiple streams of income, and online courses, I'm very interested in doing. So, yes. So I'm definitely letting you know on the podcast when they're available. Because, if you want to know more about psychology, and you don't want to buy my books, and if you're more of a visual learner, then, well, then I can teach you in the video format. So, I am honestly quite looking forward to that, because, because I love audio, and I think video would also be quite good. So, yes. And, yeah, then I also plan to do online courses for the business books, but I won't go into that, because this is not a business podcast. Sometimes I feel like when I tell, when I say that, I think I'm more telling myself, just to keep, like, on track. On track, and then, this is a very quick thing, I promise. And yeah, then I plan to put some books on Publish Drive, so my books will be available globally. And it will also be available in China and Google Play. Speaking of which, if anyone does buy books on Google Play, can you guys email me, please? And you can just use the contact form at net forward slash contact cause... I'm very interested to know about Google Play and how many people read books on Google Play. Because the statistics say a lot, but I'm just interested, like Jane, I'm just I'm i I'm just interested. So thank you in advance for that. Um and then I plan to do fiction content a fiction content marketing course simply because this is content marketing and I love content, mar- content marketing. Marketing because I also to do the blog and I have I I have a very active Twitter thing um, present because I post it once a day and I also do quite a bit of retweeting of psychology and other sci-fi fantasy things so and I and I want to do that for more of my fiction and then I also want to start a fiction website uh, website um, that because trying to streamline the business a bit more. Because if you sign up for my email list, because it's more fiction at the moment, you, you can sort of get thrown in with the fictional, unless you tick the, the psychology box, which gets you put in the psychology group. But some people don't see that, for some strange reason. But, but I've looked and it is a bit small, so I want to start a fiction website just to make sure that people who sign up on the non-fiction website gets, gets non-fiction information and so on, and then finally, because I know this is going on a bit, and I thought this was actually going to be a lot shorter, but yeah, but it also turns out that at my university, there's a microfinance scheme, so I can possibly get up to £3,000, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it, because my business is not typical, and the criteria says you need to be focused in the UK, but Personally, I find that pointless, because why focus on just the UK as a marketplace when there's billions of readers around the world? So, I don't know, I'm just going to have to word my application carefully. Anyway, if I, if I do get that, uh, I'm going to focus on print distribution. And there's this place called Ingram Spark, which would allow me to get my books into over 40,000 bookstores, libraries and, u- and universities. hopefully that will lead to a bit of growth so that is the end of that so um, I hope you found that useful and you aren't bored because I actually enjoyed that so let's move on to today's episode So today's episode is actually going to be on one of my favourite social psychology topics, which is social cognitive theory. So social cognitive theory is the theory that we learn by watching others, and more specifically, we learn by watching models. Models. Now these models can be anyone really, and I love, and I actually do love this this theory because. I personally I feel that you cannot deny this theory, this theory has to be true in my opinion however of course we have to call it a theory because we can't prove, we can't 100% prove that this theory is real and that it causes it but the same goes like for for the big bang theory we all know that it happened and it's how the universe was formed however we have to call it a, a theory still which is a shame but it's also quite good. So um, social cognitive theory can uh, be applied to tons of like situations however the most obvious one and the one that's the easiest to understand is speech. So we learn that speech uh, watching others and then babies mimic the behavior. behavior. Yeah that's a grossly oversimplified version but in essence it does demonstrate how social cognitive theory works because you watch the behavior you look at the consequences, uh, and then uh, you repeat it if uh, there's no negative uh, consequences. And uh, this theory I just find really uh, interesting, and I do go into it in a lot more detail in my social psychology book, uh, book. but I'll like, good start. So my first study is one of the most infamous studies when it comes to social cognitive theory, and it, and it's a great study because it demonstrates it so well, but you would not be able to get away with it today, legally, <laughs> So, but that I'm mentioning in the critical thinking section, but I quite like it. So Bandura, Ross and Ross, 1961, what they did was thought they got 3-5 to five year old children, then they evaluated their level of of aggression, so they get children into groups, based on their level of uh, aggression and then are uh, in these groups uh, these are uh, these are uh, children would uh, watch a male or female model, model acting uh, aggressively or passively uh, towards a uh, towards a bobo do and to this I'm still not 100% sure what a bobo do is uh, but just think of it as this uh, dole that children play yeah black children play with um, because that's how I like imagine it. <laughs> And then uh, there were these two con additions So, but the first condition was uh, that the uh, children saw the um, saw the model acting aggressively. And then uh, the uh, second one was the con control group, which is when uh, the model was acting passively and uh, kindly towards uh, this adult. So, and then, like, uh, uh, what would happen? Would uh, well, would uh, that the children would like uh, go into this room and see a uh, tons of toys on the floor? And then uh, the uh, Yes, and then the model would tell the child that they weren't allowed to play with the toys. And this would make the children frustrated. And then what typically happened is that they would take out their anger on the Bobo dough. So, moving on to the results, the results showed us that the groups with the aggressive model showed the most aggression, and then the controlled group and then the passive model were the least violent plus the male groups that were the most violent so this shows cog- social cognitive theory in action because what happened was was that, well, was that the children watched, watched the model being aggressive and because there was no consequences to this model being aggressive they thought it was okay and then, yes, and then what happened was that they copied the behaviour because that they learnt it and then what happens as I go into a bit more detail in the book is that because there were no consequences the children thought it was fine yes and then they mimicked it so this study is very good at demonstrating it So it's got high internal validity because it measures what it wanted to yet there are massive ethical concerns mainly because so you've taught these children how to be violent how is this going to affect them in later life? Will this lead them to be more aggressive in the playground? Could this i don't know lead them to be killers killers like in the future because they've always had this uh, They've always had this idea that aggression is okay and also well, what happens if uh, the parents don't stop this uh, Don't stop their children being like aggressive and they simply don't care if their kids are and if their kids are being like aggressive. So because these researchers have taught children how to be aggressive, and they've possibly taught them that being aggressive is okay, in this one example, how will this impact their future? We simply don't know, and that's where the ethical concern like, comes in, because this, uh, you know, because this sort of could have harmed other the children quite severely. So that's something for the future. So like, just in case any of you do actually become psychologists, and you want to do research, uh, just think about, uh, think about how your research could affect uh, people in the future. Of course you do have to go through ethics, yeah, you do have to go through ethical proposals, uh, but, even, but even when you're coming up with uh, the idea, just uh, take a, a minute to think, oh, so my idea sounds great, what problems could I encounter from the ethics committee, for example. So moving on to our next study which is another like, quite like, good one is a uh, Joy Kimball and Zachabria, I think, 1986 uh, so uh, what they did was that like, they studied three towns in Canada and uh, one of these three towns uh, was uh, called uh, no Tell. and in 1973 the town uh, didn't have a TV but then uh, when the researchers went back in 1975, uh, 1975 uh, the town had one TV channel, and the other two towns that were observed, they already had a TV. And then what they did was that they observed 120 elementary school children, so if you're in, yeah, so like if you're in like the UK, what we would call a primary school, and what the research did was that they observed that their levels of physical and, uh, and verbal aggression on the playground, using other children and the teachers' ratings on the aggression as well. and uh, so yeah so what the results showed uh, that the aggression uh, dramatically increased in uh, no tell from nineteen seventy three to ni- to nineteen seventy five, whereas uh, the other two towns uh, didn't increase significantly over the two years. Uh, so this was supported by the teachings and the peer ratings. Uh, and uh, naturally and naturally, the researchers found that the males that were more aggressive than the females. In conclusion, the most probable explanation for this was that the children got heightened arousal from the new television, and this heightened arousal led to the increase in aggression. So, therefore, linking this back to social co- cognitive theory, what happened was was that the children watched the TV, learned other behaviour. Learned about the violence or the aggression, as I demonstrated on net TV, and then what they did was that they acted it out in the real world because they learned how to do it. And as we all know, yes, and as we all know, children love to act out what they've learnt, whether it's a good or bad behavior, as a way to test boundaries. Yes, like and that's what happens here. So, while critically thinking. It's yeah, like yeah, well, like it's definitely a like good light study because they used three different three different locations, so we know that the results are can be part of a behavioural trend, and it's not just a like one of a result in one location. So from this, uh, we can draw that it's uh, that this is probably a behavioural trend. But a negative is that while I just said that this uh, that they did use more than one location. It's debatable if it was a good location because yes, because yes, the other two towns was you could argue acted as a con- atro group as a conatro group because they had TV for a while so you could so you could compare a town that hasn't had this exposure to TV compared to towns that have they only measured one that town in Canada that didn't have like TV so. You could argue that this that that this could have been a one-off occurrence, uh, because that uh, they only have uh, data for this one uh, town. However, a more valid argument and a valid uh, criticism for this, uh, yes, for this uh, study, is that they only used a uh, Canada. So whilst yes, yeah, so like uh, whilst the common sense would uh, say that these those are part of a global trend, we don't know that simply because we only have our data for Canada, so if what I would do is that I would do the same experiment but in multiple countries also using like different cultures because as I mentioned like last week there is there are behavioural differences between collectivism and individualism cultures so that's just something to think about in the future Yes, yeah, so like I hope that you found this interesting. If you want more information on social psychology, then please check out my social cultural psychology book. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you found it useful and engaging. Well, if you want the show notes, backlist episodes and more information on psychology, on psychological topics, please check out conorwhitely.net. And if you want to get a free book, as well as other news about writing and psychology, then please check out. Yeah, but then please sign up for my newsletter at conorwhitely.net. Have a great week, everyone.